Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby, and today we're heading to the town of St. Joseph, Minnesota. We're going to get caught up with Randy Schmitz. He's the owner of Rolling Ridge Wedding and Events Center, which is the really cool venue that you can see from the road as you're heading into St. Joe from like the Sartell area on County Road 133. We're going to hear all about his event space there, but what we're really there to talk about is the Rocktoberfest event that is happening in downtown St. Joseph, which is coming up here in September. As I record this, the countdown on the website says it's 30 days, one hour, and 48 minutes until the event. (laughs) It's a celebration of German heritage in central Minnesota mixed with a little rock flair to it, hence the name Rocktoberfest. It is also a fundraiser as well, and Randy's going to give us the whole rundown on Rocktoberfest. It's happening Saturday, September 30th in 2023. Tickets are available online right now. You can get those at rocktoberfestmn.com. We also have the link down in the show notes below. So please enjoy our time hanging out with Randy, learning more about Rolling Ridge and learning more about Rocktoberfest. and what you do. All right. I'm Randy Schmitz from St. Joseph, Minnesota, and I own Rolling Ridge Wedding and Event Center. Nice town of Joe Town. Right. As you come in on, what's that county road out here? Is that 133? 133. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to learn all the names of the county roads, and I just go, the one that's by Rolling Ridge, and everyone goes, oh yeah, I know that one. All right. There you go. Good landmark. <laughs> I'm not the best with numbers. <laughs> There you go. So that's actually where we're recording today. We are set up in Randy's office here. Uh, We were initially going to record at a different location on property, but there's actually a wedding going on right now as we record. Yeah. It's kind of fun to see. They just finished the ceremony a few minutes ago. They were stacking up chairs as I was walking in. All right. Get out of that job today. (laughs) So how did you go about creating this event space in St. Joe? You know, it just sort of evolved over time. So we bought this property back in 2001. And one of the main reasons why we bought it was because of the really cool old buildings. And we wanted to restore those someday. And so we started out, we had a landscape design build company here. And over time, we kind of developed the property and re-landscaped. And people wanted to start taking photos here. And then we were approached by a couple different people about hosting events. And one thing led to the other, and then Rolling Ridge was born. How many years now have you been doing events? You know, we started, I think our first official event would have been in 2013. But we didn't actually open the venue until 2015 officially because we had to do all kinds of stuff to bring everything up to code and, and all of that stuff. I feel like that's a lesson a lot of people have been learning over the past decade because everyone's like, I got a cool barn. I can have weddings here. And then they realize how much work actually goes into it. And they're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Painting the barn, mowing the lawn. That's all the easy and fun stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just a lot of stuff behind the scenes to do it right. Um, And we actually ended up redesigning our project a couple different times before we settled on the current design that you see today. And it's all fully insulated and air conditioned. Like today when the walk-in, it'll be fun to watch their faces smile. Yeah. Because <laughs> you wouldn't expect a barn to be cool on a day like today. Just a nice blast of cold air when it's 90 out hits mm-hmm. the spot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
on property, what different buildings do you have here, like for ceremony, options, event spaces? So a lot of different options. It was designed basically to do everything here on site. So you don't have to leave once you arrive in the morning. You can stay here until the last dance. Um, we have like the bridal suite and the lounge area are kind of all in one building and then they're connected together with what we call a garden atrium and that's kind of a nice flexible use space. That's where we have like our wood-fired pizza oven um, and then that connects to our barn. Uh, inside our barn, a lot of people don't know, but we have a really cool speakeasy in the basement of the barn that we like rent out as a private space. Um, and then we have the old... Stonewall Foundation, where the barn used to sit, and when we did the restoration, we actually picked it up, moved it off of its foundation, and put it into the spot where you see it today. Makes it sound like really easy, but it it was just a really fun project or thing to watch happen, and um, it, you know, all stayed in one piece. Those <laughs> projects are so nerve wracking to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a little garden area that I sat in with my chair and I called it the beer garden because it just sat there and I had a little cooler beer to calm my <laughs> nerves and I watched it happen and they made it look easy, but they knew what they were doing. So uh, we have like a little corn crib building, the old milk house still stands and then the original chicken coop is actually one of our man caves. Ooh. Uh, we call it the rooster's roost. It's another fun spot. That's perfect. So, yeah. All in all, like, we have, like, ten main, like, ceremony sites where people can get married and people choose different areas, you know, based upon their style or the time of the year, that kind of thing. That's really cool because every couple is unique. Every wedding is different. I DJ them myself, so I know just how unique and different they can all yeah. be. Oh, yeah. So it's cool that you guys have different options and it's not just, like, we are a venue. Here is your cookie cutter template of how you're going to get married here at this spot. Right, right. And that was kind of, you know, when you asked the vision or how did this get started, you know, I'd been to we, like, a lot of weddings and they all kind of started seeming the same. And mm -hmm. we're like, we got this, is, this can be a lot more fun. <laughs> so we really designed the space so people could get creative if they wanted to, um, but also just made it easy. Like if they didn't want to, like we had some ways to just make it simple too. So Very cool. Yeah. So you mentioned the wood-fired pizza oven. Yeah. Tell me more about the initial idea behind that and yeah. wood-fired Wednesdays, which are a huge hit in the area. Yeah, that, 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 that evolves just like every project seems to over here. It starts with the initial concept, and then it takes on a life of its own. So we used to have an event called Welcome Wednesday, and it was a way like once a month where we would have our wedding couples come back and they could kind of see the space again and take measurements for decorations, things like that. And it would always be like every Wednesday that we were open, that would be the Wednesday everybody was busy. And so then we did it like twice a month. We're like, okay, let's see, what can we do? Let's go big or let's go home. So we created Wood Fired Wednesday and made it like every Wednesday through the summer months, introduced live music. Um, great food. Um, and again, it's evolved over time too. We've added craft beer and appetizers and some fun stuff like that. So it's a great community event, but also just a good opportunity to see our current brides. And then sometimes they'll come back after they're married and, you know, their family starts growing. It's just, it's a really fun thing. 
that's so special to be welcomed back into the venue where you got married because a lot of the times you go there just to get married and you'll never go back there again. I'm blessed enough where I host a charity event at my wedding venue every year. So like I get that luxury of going back, but like where my sister got married, she's like, I don't go back there unless someone else gets married there, but then that's their day. And like, I don't feel right feeling proud about that. So it's cool that you open up the space to the public, let them in, let them relive the happiest day of their life and enjoy the space. Yeah, it's been working out really well. And sometimes people are like, why Wednesday? Couldn't you have picked another day or whatever? But Wednesday just works really well with our event business and I always say, you know, Woodfire Tuesday just doesn't have the same ring. It so. doesn't. No. <laughs> if you did tacos, maybe it'd be a different story. Right, but right? it's Woodfired Wednesday. <laughs> you got to stick with the alliteration. Right. <laughs> How have crowds been for that? Like, what do you get on a typical Wednesday? You know, um, anywhere between two and 300 people. Oh, my gosh. On, on those nights. And, you know, the weather can play a, a big factor in it. Like, even if the weather ends up being fine, if, you know, it's predicted that we're going to have storms, whatever people tend to make different plans and things like that but we do the event rain or shine so like yesterday we were just pumping out on social media like we've got ac the barn's cranked up we're gonna bring the music inside and everybody was happy and it worked out well so um yeah there's usually a pretty good crowd so is it just your staff that cranks out the wood-fired pizzas or do you have like a catering company come in and do that how does that work yeah so we've got a great partnership with custom catering by short Stop okay on cloud so we work with them exclusively for all of our weddings and events here. And, you know, they were really essential in the whole partnership. Like when we started the event, you know, I worked with Byron and his team to, to find out a way that we could pull this off. And he's always up for trying something different, new, unique. And uh, so this was right up his alley. And, you know, we tried it and one thing led to another and here we are. That's amazing. Yeah. So their team, so they bring in a small army of people, just like with <laughs> with weddings. It's just kind of fun to watch the magic happen, whether it's setting up tables and chairs to, you know, bringing out all the food and beverages when everybody arrives. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that so, small army. <laughs> I know, right? It makes it, it makes it turnkey. A lot of times people don't think about that. Like, you know, you could do some fun stuff with food trucks or ordering like some really quirky food kind of things. And um, it's just, you know, we've got the reliability. Everyone, you just don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Food and beverage is really, you know, important to, to making it successful and fun. So I know my own wedding, me and my two best friends, we all got married in the same year. Okay. And so we all had different weddings, different places, different things that we needed to get in order. And I was so happy for mine that I had a food option. I'm like, the venue does their own thing. I can trust them. I know it's going to happen right. Yeah. And it's great that you guys have that great relationship with Shortstop to make that happen. Absolutely. And then you don't have to worry. You book the venue. You've got the bar. You've got the food. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to shop all of them and find out if they're available. And... Yes. 75% of the legwork is done if you guys have that taken care of on your end. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Just add people. Exactly. Just add the fun parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're not just here to talk about Rolling Ridge today, even though it is great that we get to talk about it and shine a light on this awesome venue you have here in town. We're actually going to be talking more about Rocktoberfest coming up. So what is Rocktoberfest for those that have no clue what I'm talking about? All right. So Rocktoberfest started back in 2018. And again, it's another community event that we actually host in downtown St. Joseph. And it's actually a fundraising event. And it was started... That year, we pulled the first event off in like a three-month period of time. So it, a lot of magic happened. A lot of <laughs> a lot of volunteer hours by a lot of people. It kind of became my full-time job for a little while there. But 
the reward has paid off with that one too. It has become a really fun community event and it's grown a little bit every year. Of course, we had, you know, the 2020 year, we were on a little hiatus that year and so we had to reinvent ourselves that year, but we've held it again every year since then. So what exactly does it all encompass? All right. So we have a ginormous tent that we set up. So rain or shine, cold or warm, it's a heated tent. So at that time of the year, it's usually, it's always held the last Saturday in September, by the way. So um, as you know, the weather can be really warm some years, and some years it can switch in the middle of the afternoon. So uh, having the heated tent makes it really comfortable. Um, and then we have a couple different styles of music, uh, which is kind of the core of the event. So a Bavarian music meisters usually start the evening, and, you know, I don't, it's... Uh, a Bavarian orchestra, so it's not necessarily like polka music, but it's festive music that gets everybody involved. They do some interactive dancing and uh, sing-along songs, that sort of thing, move through the crowd. Um, so that's a really fun uh, fun group to have here. And then we transition over to rock-style music, hence the name Rocktoberfest. So we get kind of two genres of people or two different crowds that come into the event. When we started the first year... We actually incorporated like a polka mass at the church and a buffet inside. It just got to be too many moving parts, too many things going on. So we simplified it. It's worked out well. That's awesome. How did you find a Bavarian orchestra to come play in St. Joe? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know there's a lot of German heritage Uh in this neck of the woods, but that doesn't mean there's an orchestra just sitting around (laughs) at the ready. Right. Like, they take up a huge amount of room, like all the chairs that we have to set up for them. It's fun. They're coming in with all of their equipment. Uh, You know, the question goes back. I don't remember exactly because, again, everything happened so fast that first year. Um, it was just a lot of question asking, and one of the, a lot of the people are from the metro area, but one of the lead guys actually is like from the Cold Spring area. Oh, okay. So someone had a connection to him somehow, uh, Aaron Jacobs, and, you know, made the connection. They were available, and we're like, all right, let's give this a whirl, and it was it was pretty cool. That is cool. That's the beauty of Stearns County. Everyone knows everyone. <laughs> uh-huh. We're all connected somehow. Uh, yeah, so it's it's fun. So that small town vibe, you know, brought together. We bring it's a the event draws people from a pretty big area now, and we have some great sponsors that help it make us, you know, be able to to make the event happen. Who do you got playing for the rock portion of it this year? So we have Rhino. Ooh, uh, they're really good. They are. They're super fun. Again, kind of going with the mode of like the interactive stuff. Um, they played for us last year, and everybody really enjoyed them. So we're having them back again this year. Oh, fun. So, yeah, they have, um, you know, good cover tunes and then, you know, their interactive drum drum line that they do and a lot of movement on the stage, which is fun, too. That's awesome. So in addition to the music, what kind of is the rest of the timeline for the day for Rocktoberfest? You know, it's relatively informal. So, like, in between, like, musical breaks and things like that, that's when we'll do, like, our stein-holding competitions. Um, there's a heads and tails thing where you can win the prize pot from all of the, the beads that are sold for that part, have axe throwing. And usually they'll have some fire pits in the, in the area to kind of hang out around. And then one of the other things that we do is, like, every half an hour to every hour – We'll tap a specialty craft keg. So we go to some really small, mostly Minnesota breweries that have created a fall-themed beer. And they're small batches, so it's kind of first come, first serve. So when the keg switches, it's like a mad dash 
So everyone's like side eyeing it the whole time. Like, did they tap it? Did they uh-huh, tap it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's really funny. We have another thing. It's called Das Boot. So it's like a giant, like boot shaped drinking vessel, we'll call it. <laughs> and uh, every once in a while, someone will try to fill that with the craft beer. So they get a whole bunch to share with all of their friends. But we don't allow that. Just so everybody gets a chance to try it. Yeah, if that's uh, <laughs> kind of not the purpose of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys go about finding all these little craft beers? Like I, there's a billion and a half breweries, it seems like, around the area. So do you have like Someone scouting it out year-round? Yeah, yes, a little bit of that. We have um, one of our volunteers on our committee owns a bar in downtown St. Joe, uh, the Mitty. Okay. And so he's on our committee, and um, so he has extra connections, too. So, What's been your favorite over the past years? Um, Is there one that really stands out? Well, there was one last year. It was like Tin Whiskers Funkin' Fest or something like that. It's just the name. It didn't matter what it tasted like. It was really good. Just so fun the, to say. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that if I had to, that would be the one. It just sticks out. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand that. That's awesome. So do you have, like, food trucks brought in? What do you guys do for food? Yeah, so we switched that up a couple years ago as well. So um, Dana's Kitchen will be there. Okay. She has two food trucks. So... We'll have two lines or two spots you can get it so we can move through a lot of people in a short period of time as well. And she's been really good to work with because she's she created a custom menu for us last year. And now this year we'll modify it again to add some new things. How oh, fun. Yeah. What did you have last year? Um, let's see. Well, pretzel bites were a big hit last year. so Naturally. Yeah, right. <laughs> so she did. She took those and then she made um, her own like cheese sauce. And um, she used some uh, beer from Bad Habit Brewery. Ooh. Um, and she also did uh, like a marinade like where she pre-soaked like the brats that she served last year in, in their beer. So some little added touches like that that, you know, make it really good. And, of course, like cheese curds, you know. Are always good. If you're gonna throw a party for Central Minnesota, you better have some fried cheese on the menu, right? or people are gonna riot. <laughs> <laughs> that and the loaded. Well, we're gonna do loaded tots this year. We had a like a curly potato last year, but loaded tots. Everybody loves tots. Mm-hmm. Tots are all the thing right now. So she'll be adding those to the menu this year. Awesome. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So w- what do you get for a crowd out there? Is this a ticketed event? Do you know how many people are coming or is it just kind of a people show up and you hope for the best? A little bit of both. So we do pre-sale online. So uh, we have a website, uh, rocktoberfestmn.com, where we'll pre-sale and you can save a little money on your tickets if you want to buy them in advance. And then we have sponsorship tables that we sell. So we have like VIP seated areas if you're interested uh, the event probably last year was a little over a thousand people that came to the event. That's impressive. So, yeah, that takes up pretty much all of downtown right? St. Joe. Right, <laughs> it's not a big town, and it's kind of fun because we like this year we're moving it up a little bit, so it'll start at three p.m. and go to eleven. Okay, so there's still plenty of time if people want to spill over to the the bars afterwards and check out the local scene as well to just pull on with the community style of the event. That's really sweet. That's great. So before we totally wrap this up, I love getting into kind of the guts of the behind the scenes because the event itself is impressive and people go and they enjoy it. But I think it's nice to shine a light on the work that you guys are doing on this year round. Like Monday, you had a committee meeting. I know my friend Liz said she'd had a couple of meetings and stuff too. So mm-hmm. what's kind of the whole year look like for you guys as the people putting the hands on deck to make this happen? So the planning, anybody that's been involved with big events can can understand, but it really starts, the planning for the next year starts almost before the event happens this year. So the evening of the event, we'll be taking notes and like figuring out what's working well, what isn't, 
how can we improve um, listening to the crowd response? You know, ultimately they'll tell us what they do and don't like the best, you know. <laughs> um, and like booking the music, the tent, having the space, those are like the first things. And then we kind of get to take a break for a couple months, enjoy the holiday season. Um, but usually around the first of the year, the planning starts, wrap, you know, ramping up again, you know, once a month. And then towards the end, we're meeting, meeting at least once a week to, to pull it all off. What's your direct role with it? So technically, I'm the chairperson or co-chair. You know, I'm not huge into titles, whatever. (laughs) We kind of all just, we sort of have specialty areas where you help out. Um, Just because of my event background, I do a lot of work with layout and flow and, you know, helping find the musicians. And, you know, it's a team effort. It's just, there's so much work that goes into it, but. Every time, like, before the event starts, you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I could do this again. And then the people start coming in. You're just like, okay, all right. And by the end of the night, you're like, yep, let's start planning. Yep. <laughs> so. Mark me down. I'm in again. Yes. <laughs> yes. How many people make up your committee? You know, there is a group of about 12 people that meet pretty regularly. And then there's a few people, you know, that add and subtract as the seasons go on, depending upon what their role is, you know. But it's so great that people from all sorts of different backgrounds come together to make this one big event happen for you guys. Yeah, it's fun. Anything that we didn't cover? Let's see. Well, ticket prices, uh, let's see, like there's $7 in advance, 10 bucks at the door. So it's pretty inexpensive so to get in, you know? I paid $7 for a coffee yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a 21 plus event. So it's meant to kind of be an adults-only type of, type of an event. But, yeah, come hungry. There's lots of food served all night long. Come thirsty. Lots of different craft beers to try. Of course, we have non-alcoholic stuff as well and bottled water. And, you know, the food helps later on when you might have had too many beers. Settle things down <laughs> We've all a been little there. bit. Right? So, and it is downtown, so there's ways to get rides home and plenty of parking on all the streets and everything down there, too. But we have seating available as well and... Lots of standing room. But the big thing, like if you go, what part that makes it really fun is when people dress up. That was going to be my next so, question. Yeah. Are costumes encouraged? Strongly, as a person yes. who loves costuming. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, <laughs> it's a very that, important question. You know, I'm Irish once a year and I'm also German once a year. <laughs> and the costume all, you know, helps pull it off. Yeah, and it's really fun. It just adds to the festive nature of it. So It does. Mm-hmm. Any chance you get to dress up, you should take it. Right? You only live once. You might as well do it in costume. Right. <laughs> this is like a prequel. You can try out your costume before Halloween. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Buy a pair of lederhosen. You can use it twice in one season. Right. It, it, but if you get the real ones, we learned this the hard way, the real authentic leather ones, you know, try them out a little bit beforehand. <laughs> Break them in a little bit. Uh-huh. They are not... <laughs> Very high on the comfort scale at all. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, but. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Once again, where can people go get tickets, more information, all that stuff? All right. So our website's probably the easiest way. So rocktoberfestmn.com. We have a Facebook and Instagram page as well. So we'll have some fun stuff showing up there. Um, little Q&A and photos from, from the past to sort of prep you and get you ready for the event. Perfect. Awesome. Randy, thank you so much for inviting me into your space and doing this. I love shining a light on different events happening around the area because there's a lot of cool ones. There are. You guys are. are definitely at the top of the list of cool stuff. So Thank you. 
Thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast. Our theme song is Queen of Our Hometown by Rachel McIntyre-Smith. You can stream her music wherever you listen to music and be sure to follow her on social at Rachel McIntyre-Smith and check out her website, rachelmcintyresmith.com. If you're looking for more content from the Small Town Tourist, you can find me at the Small Town Tourist on Instagram and Facebook. You can also check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com. And don't forget to pick up your tickets for Rocktoberfest 2023 happening Saturday, September 30th in St. Joseph, Minnesota.